Jesus is coming in his second coming, and we're hoping that he comes this Christmas. Jesus is coming this Christmas. It was an important point that was brought up by last week's gospel. I hope that you noticed that the beginning of every Advent, we have a gospel that speaks of the second coming of Christ, not the first. And it's saying very clearly that the church is waiting as Mary waited. The church is waiting that Christ may come a second time. The Jews waited 2,000 years for Christ to come the first time. So it wouldn't be vain for us to hope that he'll come this Christmas. It's been another 2,000 years. We don't know the day or the hour, but it's important to have a bit of realism there in our hope. That is not just a hope like, yeah, we say that at church kind of hope, or a kind of hope that's just like, I don't know, something that we know we should say as Christians, so we say we hope that Jesus will come. But if we don't put a date and a time to it, it remains like this, maybe someday, long after I'm dead kind of hope. And so it's important to start putting dates and times to it. I hope that he comes this Christmas. And when I hope that he comes this Christmas, Christmas becomes a whole lot more real. You know? And last week, we were thinking a lot more about the three different times that he comes. He came initially, 2,000 years ago. He comes right now in the Eucharist, and he's coming at the end of time, in his second coming. And I think this Christmas is all about that second coming. But nevertheless, if we're going to get ready for that second coming, we're getting ready for the true Christmas for us. We're following in the footsteps of Our Lady, of Mary, who herself got ready for that first Christmas. And we, in this second Christmas, we're getting ready. And how do we get ready? Well, today's Gospel, the second Sunday of Advent, is all about how to get ready. That first Sunday is about where we're going, the finality. Second Sunday is all about how to get there. And so the church gives us John the Baptist, because John the Baptist was the great preparation for the coming of Christ. And it's saying we have to make every road straight, every mountain we have to bring down, every valley bring up, so that our path to the Lord might be made, so that our road to Him might be cleared out. And how do we do that? Conversion. (laughs) I think that's most obvious, right? That we have to convert again. And sometimes, if we don't see why we need to convert, we have to come back to the simple love of God, that He loved you before you were ever made. He loves you now. 
and he will love you tomorrow. If there's any reason why we convert, it's because of love. But then now how? Well, there's all kinds of things, and the most obvious is to come back to confession, to confess. I think that everyone in this parish should know very clearly that um, to confess at least once a year is the very minimum. But if you tell your wife you're only going to tell her you love her once a year, that's weird. But at least it's a minimum, right? It's already good. In some marriages, they never say it. So <laughs> we could do at least that. But the once a month is good. But I would have to say Christmas and Easter need to be like big lights blinking to you. You need to go to confession. You need to go to confession. You need to go to confession. When you see Christmas coming, you got to think for your whole family. Have we been to confession since last Easter? Well, if we haven't, we've got to get moving. We've got to get moving. And it's kind of easy here in the parish to do it, too, because we have confessions available every day before and after Mass. And I'll let you into a little secret. Arriving early, like before 11.30, probably you're much more likely to get a confession in. And if you come after Mass, the priest will stay there until everybody's done. And we're happy to do that. And if we really have something that's that pressing, we will tell you. And if you can't make it on a weekday, there's Saturdays. If you can't make it on a Saturday, before and after the 7 o'clock Mass on Sunday nights, we have confession. So it's good to, right now, since today's Gospel is about how to make it there, plan out when you're going to go to confession with your family. Uh, it's, it's like sometimes it becomes such a big deal that we think it's so epic to go to confession that we get afraid and we don't actually go. But confession is epic. I agree. It is enormous because your sins are being forgiven. Your soul is being washed clean. And it is scary because you have to say everything. But at the same time, confession has a whole other aspect to it. It's not only epic, it's also like daily kind of thing. It's like dental hygiene or something, like brushing your teeth. If you don't do it, you begin to stink, you know? It also should be something that we get in the habit of doing regularly, doing quite regularly. John Paul II, St. John Paul II, he went to confession every week, and I don't think he had really big sins to say. He may, it may be big in his eyes, that's for sure. That's for sure. But it wasn't in the sense of mortal. Now, what are some other ways that we can get ready to make this road straight? There's the interior conversion, but there's also the exterior one. I think there's a lot of things that the church gives us. One of the great things is to... Um, make of this Christmas a little less material than before and more spiritual. So to not emphasize as much presence as, though I love the idea of presence, as much as loving my brother and my sister. So that it not become material, but it become a true gesture of love.
so that every person in the family perhaps has to get a present for everyone, that might be good as long as there's a price limit. <laughs> you know, as long as there's a price limit and not become a competition. And she got me a $100 gift, I only got a $50 gift kind of thing. And that it not be a littering of the floor with presents, but it be a love, an act of love for one another, something light. So perhaps we need to skim back, maybe not so much presents. Maybe we don't do that this year, or we do only very little. Or perhaps instead we make it an emphasis on giving And we go and we get one of those um, little tags from the tree and we get a present for someone else. Or we go to a retirement home this Christmas with our family. Perhaps it's that. Perhaps that's the way that we need to get ready for Christmas in thinking of poverty, you know? Less material and more spiritual. The more material there is, the less room there is for spiritual. You have to fill your heart with something. And if it's filled with material, there's no room for a real love. What are some other ways that the church gives us that are rather simple and obvious? And a simple and obvious one is the nativity scene. And we just put it up, you know. You notice that we have the kings right above, right over there. The kings, they're going to make their way over this here. Uh, from on high, because they're still kind of far away, you know? And we have the star coming, getting into the habit of coming with our family and praying to our Lord and our Lady before the manger scene throughout the week. Maybe having a manger scene, a nativity scene in our home. That's always excellent. And getting our hearts ready for his coming. Because when we see this manger scene, this nativity scene, we should be thinking in our own hearts, especially when we're adults, we should be thinking that perhaps this Christmas he will come a second time. And I don't know about you, but if I don't do anything physical like that, I will tend to not think of it. I need those exterior things in order to remind me of the interior. What are some of the other ways? Another way is to, if I can or cannot make it to daily Mass, to read through the scripture of the day. There are so many apps out there now that give us the readings from scripture that there's no excuse. We can read through the readings of Mass every day, even if we can't make it because of work. And those readings are tailored through thousands of years, in order to prepare you for Christmas. And that's an excellent way. And that's a way that's even more spiritual, because sometimes, depending on the age of your children, it's hard to gather them around a reading of Scripture. But once they're seven, six, they're definitely capable of it too to read in family, to read alone. What are other ways? I leave it to you to try to find some, but we have to start 
to listen to that voice that cries out into the desert, make the way of the Lord straight. How do we build up that longing? I challenge you to come up with a few ways, concrete ways. Remember the ones that we've given here. Confession, to plan out the days. To come and make this Christmas a little less material and more spiritual by making it a Christmas of giving. Maybe each one gives a gift to another, whatever it may be. To come before the manger, the nativity scene, and to pray, and to make of it a time where we are longing for his coming, waiting for his coming. To read the passages of scripture that are given to us by the church to prepare us. In all these ways, let us ask the Lord that he might prepare our hearts so that we might be ready to receive him fully this Christmas.